This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 8.36 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Mokhtar, Wong Xiaoning and Chong Jen Sun. Now in half an hour, we have the opening bell where we check out how Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. But before that, let's take a look at what's happening on the political scene. We're continuing to see the fallout of UMNO's mass purge of members last month, with former Prime Minister Datuk Sri Ismail Sabri now saying he's ready to retire from mainstream politics in an interview with Berita Harian. Ismail Sabri was the lone Supreme Council member who publicly disagreed with the decision to sack Kairi Jamaluddin and Tansri Noh Omar. He said he may opt not to defend his vice president post in UMNO during the party polls to give younger faces a chance. Separately, Noh Omar said he has no intentions to join any political party, but we may see him at Charamas during the upcoming Selengo state polls. He said he's open to telling the truth, be it for PN or UMNO. Meanwhile, KG has also hinted at the possibility he will stand in the Selengo state elections, but on what ticket is anybody's guess for now? And if you're wondering who KJ is because you're hiding under a rock, of course it refers to our former health minister, Kari Jamaluddin. Now, at the same time, last week also saw the unveiling of Perikatan National's official shadow cabinet, a first by Malaysia's opposition coalition. So what do all these developments mean for the upcoming state elections, which will widely be seen as a litmus test for Tato Sri Anwar Ibrahim's government? For some thoughts on this, we have on the line with us Shazwan Mustafa Kamal, Associate Director at Reins and Partners. Good morning, Shazwan. Thanks very much for joining us. So what's your read of Ismail Sabri's comments that he's ready to retire from mainstream politics? Is this a sign of further consolidation for Zahid's camp within UMNO? Uh, I think it's a very interesting statement to make uh, by uh, Ismail Sabri, given that I think he's one of the few leaders left um, you know, from um, from the previous administration and those aligned, I think, um, with um, a form of government that's opposite from what um, the current AMNO leadership is pursuing. Um, he, I mean, uh, it 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 could it could signal a consolidation of Zahid's camp within AMNO, but it could also be um, an indication that all all is not well because um, if Ismail Sabri is not contesting, if he's wanting to retire. That might mean basically another another voice uh, uh, of dissent, right? Um, uh, out of, from Amno's camp. Um, the only way, the only barometer for measurement, I think, uh, of whether Amno Amno's consolidation, so to speak, is um, is good for the party, will be the state elections, right? Mm-hmm. How will voters, how will supporters view these developments? Um, but I also like to point out that Ismail Sabri could also be um, sending out feelers. Um, he's not said. I mean, he's saying that he might be quitting, hmm. might not be contesting, but um, it's not done yet, right? So, I mean, that could that could perhaps be a tactic or a a, a tactical move to elicit a response from supporters or from Amno's Amno's grassroots um, in the in the upcoming weeks and months as the party heads into the um, its internal elections. And Charles Wan, yesterday, former Slango Amno leader No Omar said he will become an independent speaker on the state election circuit and is willing to speak at Perikata national events if he, he is invited. How will this be received by the Amno party faithful? I think um, No Omar is a um, well-known uh, Amno leader, senior leader, and um, I think a warlord in his own state of Selangor. Um, I think um, the decision by Amno to, to you know remove a senior leader such as himself would obviously bring about some repercussions. Um, but I think the party leadership is expecting it. Um, if he speaks at some events, 
um you know in ultimately you know airing dirty laundry um um you know uh, um points that might be critical of amno's current leadership um, that might result in some you know obviously some um defections because i i would expect um noma to have some loyalists within his party within the divisions especially um the tanyo karang division so you might see i think um you know in the, in in the in the coming weeks um you know reports of defections uh, in in the tune of you know um perhaps um it, it could be you know less than 100 or a few hundred not ordinary members quitting but i don't think it will result in you know something um as wide reaching on a national level um but it is obviously a, a cause i think for, that amno should uh, perhaps uh, take note of given the fact that um these events or these um um you know speaking engagements are happening at a critical time it's happening when they are about to undergo their party elections okay since you brought up party elections let's talk about that uh happening on march 18 uh, what are the new faces you might see contesting in these elections especially for the hotly contested vp race um so i mean if you're talking about the uh, vice presidency race, that's very interesting. It's a very interesting, I think, space to look out for, given the fact that many of the people that are supposed to contest um, uh, for the for the vice presidency are no longer have either been sacked for the party or mm-hmm. are no longer. I mean, like Hishamuddin, right? So he's mm-hmm. been uh, basically barred from contesting for two, for at least two elections. Um, I, I definitely see a lot some um, loyalists aligned to Zahid's leadership. Uh, you know, making a play. Leaders like Azalina Khalid Nordin have been very quiet and very coy about whether they're contesting or not. But given the fact that if you look at the seniority um, of of uh, Amno's current um, leadership and makeup, it would come as a little surprise if they did contest. Uh, on the other hand, on the spectrum, you also you also have leaders like. Um, Hasni Mohammad, the former Johor Menteri Besar, I think expressing a willingness to contest um, uh, either for a central committee, uh, either for a um, leadership position within AMNO's own um, uh, Supreme Council or as a VP. But the challenge there would be um, he is kind of persona non grata within AMNO. He's not, he has not been sacked, but he has been critical of AMNO and he's been also lumped uh, together with uh, a batch of leaders such, such as Hishamuni Hussein. So, I mean, the the, 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 the ideal play would be to balance uh, Amno's upper echelon with leaders that are obviously supportive of the, of the current uh, party leadership, but also those who provide some sort of grounded criticism, right? Um, uh, to, 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 to be able to position Amno as a party that, that accepts a divergence of views. But as we all are aware, historically, Amno has not really been a party that does that well. No, uh, not at all, as seen by the recent seconds, <laughs> right? Uh, but I'm curious, would do you see big names like Datu Sri Ahmad Mazlan, uh, Datu Sri Zamri Abdul Kadir, and even uh, Datu Sri Johari Abdul Ghani putting their hat, uh, names into the hat? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. It stands to reason. I mean, especially for the likes of, I mean, for Zamri, uh, if, 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 for Zamri Ahmad Mazlan, given the fact that they both occupy positions within this current government as well, and added with their seniority and their role, I think, in sort of reinforcing or b- basically supporting um, Zaid Hamidi at a time where he needed to get that support 
um, to, to get UMNO across the finish line to form that government with uh, Anwar Ibrahim, um, you know, it would stand to reason that they would be, um, they should be elevated to that position or they should occupy that position just because um, it's in line with the party leadership. Um, but, but, but at the same time, I think, um, you know, Johari Abdul Ghani as well, um, you know, is a senior leader. Um, he is uh, a media baron. So, I mean, to have someone that 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 has control over, I think, a lot of media publications and someone who has the ex the policy expertise as well, given the fact that um, he was previously second finance minister, it will also stand to reason that that he might make a play. Um, and you know, um, you know, and everyone knows once you go up, um, knows, um, you know, at least at the VP position, that opens up avenues for potential, I think, uh, ascension to a higher position, right? Um, like um, the second, uh, the deputy price presidency or um, UMNO presidency. Although though, that's not being contested this time around, I'm talking about perhaps uh, the next cycle. Okay. Now, with all the, I, I guess, tumult going on within UMNO, what kind of picture does it paint for upcoming state elections? I mean, would you say that at the current moment, um, it seems as if PN, Perikatan National, has the upper hand over Pakatan Harapan and Barisa National, particularly in Selangor. Um, what do you think? I mean, for Selangor, it's an interesting case. And I think, well, for many of states as well, right? As, as to whether, when we say it's, you know, how comfortable or how stable, Perika, uh, you know, Barisan National is, um, or Perika, I mean, or Perikatan. I mean, on Barisan National's end, it would, um, you know, it would depend on whether there is an agreement with Pakatan Harapan to not contest with each against each other and to basically contest the state elections together, right? Mm -hmm. Allies, as this has been done on an ad hoc basis on the on two by elections, but with less than, I think less than exhilarating results, lah. Um, I would say mm -hmm. so. Um, so I mean, so that's still the question, and I think and I think Selangor Pakatan is still quite hesitant and resistant to have that alliance with Amno. On the ground, it's going to be very, very confusing. I think, um, you know, um, for, for for I think a lot of uh, for for parties within the current unity government on a state level to go on the ground and explain why that they are now common bit fellows uh, when they were sworn enemies just a few months before, right? So, I mean, some of the things that these parties have thrown against each other, uh, I don't think you can erase it just because you're friends now. <laughs> so, I mean. So I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they realign their 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 their, their issues, their talking points, their positions in the state elections. I think for Prikata National, um, just an example, is is much more straightforward. They, mm -hmm. The card that they play is that oh, we are we we help we stuck to our guns. Uh, you know, we are an effective opposition. We didn't compromise, and 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 I think that's plenty of political ammunition for them to ride on for that in the state elections. And Charles Wan, just very quickly, former Youth Chief Kyrie Jamaluddin has also hinted that he might run in the upcoming Slango state elections. Does he stand a chance? Would he join another party or set up one on, on his own? Yeah, I mean, I think Kyrie has, um, I think, very infamously made a lot of analogies or references to football, right? Uh, how he's a free agent <laughs> and, um, and, and, and how um, he's being courted by a lot of parties. It stands to reason it's, um, you know, perfectly understandable. I think would be surprised if there are a lot of informal talks with both uh, parties, both within the current unity government, as well as, uh, I mean, the opposition. Um, tactically, however, if he does run in the state elections, he, saw, he hinted that, that he was offered, potentially offered a Menteri Besarship as well. I, I think it will be challenging for, at this point of time, for Pakatan to accept him. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, even though he's got a close relationship with some uh, senior leaders on national level, 
the fact remains that Pakatan is in a relationship, a political relationship alliance with AMNO. Kairi was removed from AMNO, right? As um, and 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 I think that's why um, shortly after Kairi's comments, Anwar had that press um, press conference yesterday where he stated that they've not been accepted yet. Hmm. AMNO leaders who have uh, uh, former AMNO leaders who have applied to join PKR or Pakatan have not been accepted and that they will be vetted through, right? So there's a risk of muddying or um, you know uh, complicating an already complicated relationship with AMNO um, on a federal level should um, you know they accept um, people like Kairi into their fold. So if you take out Pakatan on uh, as an option for now, that leaves Kairi with um, you know logically Perikata National. Um, right. I, and I mean it, it wouldn't be too com- I mean it would be would it be too far fetched for Kairi to explore that given the fact that he does have a comfortable working relationship. Uh, and he's also stated that he's not going to form a, a new party um, you know, at the moment. All right, Shazwan. Thank you very much for speaking with us. That was Shazwan Mustafa Kamal, Associate Director at Brains and Partners, weighing in on some of the political developments that we're seeing ahead of the state elections this year. 8.49 in the morning, we're heading into some messages. When we come back, the Chinese balloon saga and, what's that do- and what that's doing to US-China relations. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.